Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where we talk about Futurama, I don't know, season two, episode eight, Xmas story. I am Lindsay Wilson, and before all that, I'd like to introduce my co-host, a man who has something I'll never have, a soul, Alex Coons. <laughs> Alex, how are you? I was on the edge of my seat waiting to see, are we getting like Twilight Zone introduction? Are we getting some ho, 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 Merry Christmas some sort introduction? Of Christmas theme and Christmas in <laughs> September. Yeah, I yeah. thought about it. Jeremy texted me to say that he liked the scary door nice. intro from last week. So yes, Thank no other feedback there, on the scary door. <laughs> yeah, we got to get the Jeremy back soon. Is there do you think there's episodes coming up that uh, he would be a good fit for? Probably he would have been a good fit on the Richard Nixon one just because he does a good Nixon yes. impression. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. let me see. Very jolly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at doing the like riddled with phlebitis. He t- texted to say that he too enjoys that. So that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was hanging out with friends the other day talking about my receding hairline and I pulled up the picture <laughs> of uh, me with the receding hairline, you with the beady eyes. And I forget what they did with Jeremy. It probably just like made him more perfect. Like just <laughs> I think they just like made him real handsome and gave him a ton of hair because you were yeah. like, wow, look at you with your like perfect hair. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they just did a nice job. There's an episode coming up in several weeks that he'd probably be into, but I bet we could get him sooner. I'll, I'll okay. reach out. Okay. I, have, I know his people. Yeah. Welcome to a Futurama podcast where we talk about scheduling and our friends. <laughs> yep. That's what you're here for. <laughs> how was how was your week, Lindsay? It was fine. Just fine. A lot of working. A little bit of podcasting, but a lot of working. Yeah. That's no fun. Yeah. How was your week? My week was okay. I got Invisalign. My my Whoa. dentist once described my oral hygiene. What's what's mm-hmm. the the more That's encompassing what I would say, an yeah. oral hygiene? Just like oral Dental situation. Den- not even yeah. hygiene. They they described my mouth situation as thank goodness your oral hygiene is excellent because otherwise this would be like a total disaster apparently like (laughs) the braces that I had as a kid were like not effective like everything Uh is going wrong in there so I got Invisalign and I went to the dentist last Friday morning to do this or they had called me and were, were like hey like your Invisalign stuff is here like come in and pick it up and so I'm like okay great I'm going to go do that. And I show up and I expect them to like literally hand me a box and say like, follow the instructions online. And I'm like, okay, great. And it was like this crazy two hour long dental mm-hmm. procedure where they're like installing nodes on my teeth. They're uh-huh. like, there's like some rubber band situation going uh-huh. on at night. <laughs> Alex, this is the smile of an Invisalign oh, wow. graduate okay. post post braces Invisalign graduate. So yeah. when did you uh, do I can it? relate. I did it in, I think... 20, 2012 to 2013, I think. Oh my God, I, I didn't even know they were around uh, back then. I know, a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. So I maybe it was only in 2012. I feel like I had them for like less than a year. I feel like they're faster now than they used to be. It was less than a year that I had them. And my first week of grad school, I was still wearing them. Okay. And then I finished up. But yeah, no, I, I've been there and the little dots on your teeth and you're not quite as invisible as you thought because of the yeah, little dots Yeah, and it's like teeth. a pain in the butt to like eat. Like I'm always taking these things out and washing and then my mouth brush out. Your teeth. Brush my teeth. Thing. And I'm about to go out to dinner. I don't even know what I'm going to do. It's the first time I'm going out to dinner with these things. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. So my, you know me as a person, so mm-hmm. this will surprise you. Not at all. I brushed and flossed my teeth every time I took those guards out of my mouth. Yes. Every time for I think six months, yes, and uh, and I eventually called my dentist and was like, "This feels like too much toothbrushing. Like, am I damaging my teeth?" I've been concerned teeth? about that as well. Yeah, <laughs> and she was like, "Use 
a toothpaste that doesn't have whitening in it if you're brushing your teeth like six times a day was the first piece of advice she had but eventually i just kind of chilled out a little bit and was like i can just rinse my mouth and it was it was fine did uh i mean it was only like the last say three months that i was doing this okay so you're just like you're like senior year year anyways you're like ah exactly like i'm i'm half out the door anyways yeah yeah, exactly. And I think I my teeth are pretty perfect now. Yeah. So, so all right, put yeah. that in the next illustration of of <laughs> Lindsay with her with her beady glasses eyes but perfect smile. Perfect smile. The perfect $10,000 <laughs> smile after braces and Invisalign. But are you finding it painful? Uh it was very painful. Or it, it was not very painful. It was moderately painful the first two days as I was getting used to it and now it is fine and then I imagine the next set will be painful again but uh 36 sets 10 days at a time so uh, maybe we should have uh, a segment can be the Invisalign countdown of, of how many <laughs> days left do I have <laughs> honestly yeah. yeah yeah okay so you're like right around a year then yeah which is longer than I expected because I, I know uh Tyson had gotten Invisalign he was talking about yeah. that on the podcast and he was like oh I'm yeah it was it like eight like weeks four or weeks yeah yeah <laughs> so stupid so yeah I was horrified by that because I definitely had mine for I think I think I probably had maybe like 32 sets or something that sounds right but really this is like a deep dark not even secret but this is a deep shame that I have of when I was in middle school or whatever I had braces and I was just like not I did not understand the impact that these things were having and so I would like fidget with my braces you know i would like tongue my braces mm-hmm. in my mouth or whatever and i'm sure that is what caused my disastrous mouth situation <laughs> to happen oh my god wow no i was a star patient even as a teen because yeah. i like rules <laughs> i uh, yeah i guess i i like rules too but nobody ever like imprinted the graveness of these rules of like <laughs> of like no don't do that like you're making horrible decisions right now well remember that simpsons episode at the dental plan where they're showing lisa what her mouth is gonna look like yes. the time she's 25 and she's like shooting out through the top of her yeah. skull i was like that's gonna be me yeah <laughs> nobody told me not to fuck with my braces or you know like uh, i didn't know there were uh, <laughs> yeah yeah no i definitely was in a household of like a million braces had preceded mine so yeah, i knew so i knew all about broken brackets and yeah. don't chew gum all that nonsense yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's Invisalign Corner. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on this adventure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, also yeah. sorry if I'm now, like, slurring words and, like, you know, no. sound like I have stuff in my mouth, because I do. You definitely do not. I had no idea. Yeah. If you ever get a new microphone, maybe then we'll be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wow, the shade. <laughs> it's fine uh, it's fine very dented microphone oh my god so dented (laughs) did you try it try it out to see if you sound like shit i I can't bother really the issue is that the the cable that connected to it when it fell like that broke in half basically like the yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I said on pod, but I definitely said to you that I dropped my equivalent of that microphone right as I was leaving Toronto. So fortunately, I have my better one here. But yeah. if I ever need to use that one, I might need to give it a little test because I dropped yeah. it very hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Xmas story. Xmas in September. How would you like this episode? Great episode. Very cozy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about whether or not shows these days do Christmas episodes or has the war on Christmas like <laughs> you know has have as the war on Christmas one how, like do you think someone or do you think a show would so obviously do a Christmas only episode 
That's interesting. I think you're on to something. War on Christmas has killed the Christmas episode. I think that right. sounds right. I always enjoy a holiday episode. This one, I think, very fun. You're right. Very cozy. And yeah, I guess I feel like you don't see them that much anymore. Partly, I guess, because we're not doing the 24 episode season. Thing. Right. So you're not having like you know, a Christmas episode, a Valentine's episode, a Thanksgiving Well, episode. I was, I was going to say, it are, is it not the war on Christmas, but is it the war on the holiday? Uh, you're very mm-hmm. famous for the, hol- the national holiday uh, calendar, oh my God. of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, famously. Um, national Tech Security Day or whatever. Yes. But yeah, I, I guess I can't really think of, you know, Thanksgiving episodes. Friends was like a, st- that was like mm-hmm. a staple of Friends. Yeah, Valentine's Day, I love Lisa. They always, I feel like they joked about that on that being a, a valentine slash monster mash yeah right uh, exactly halloween episodes yeah friends really did all of these i guess but so did the simpsons yeah community yeah but they were always like so genre in a weird where it's like yes. it, the format was breaking format <laughs> yeah true that's a good point yeah but this one's very fun i've had a nice nostalgic feeling as i was watching this i've seen this one a bunch of times but i think it's, i think it's a good christmas episode good holiday spectacular how do you think it Holds up against all the other robot Santa Claus episodes. Like, is this the definitive one of all of those, or are they there's, all pretty solid? There's one other one that comes to my mind immediately that I think of as being better than this one, but I am going to need to see if that yeah. take holds up. I think there are just things about it that I remember being really funny. So we'll see yeah. if it holds up better than that one. But, and it's also, I think it's also because it's incorporating planet of the week they go to neptune or something (laughs) this reminds me of something that we were going to talk about was the titles of the new season were uh came out and we can i guess touch on that later but i know that there was a robot santa title or an xmas title in that in that episode list so they're definitely going back to this well for the new episodes good to know also thank you alex that reminded me i wanted to we'll do a quick correspondence corner right now because We got an email from a listener named Jonathan, who said, hello from the past. I have an update on the happy birthday song. And apparently back in 2016, there was a ruling that said that happy birthday is now in the public domain. That's great to know. We can sing happy birthday to each other on this podcast. (laughs) Public domain, fair use, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Incredible. Um, Yeah. So thank you, Jonathan, for that update. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, incredible. And I, I reached out to Jonathan and said that I had forgotten to say that last week. So very excited about this update. We can celebrate Xmas and birthdays all in one. <laughs> Do you have a uh, favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song? Oh, geez, probably. They, I, they do a couple in this episode of like Futurama stylized carols and like, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas song soundtrack. Yeah, there's a one that's called like Snoopy and the Red Baron or something, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. I sing about Snoopy, and then it's one that's like Christmas bells, those Christmas bells. That song, hmm. that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> there's also one called Merry Christmas from the Family that is my father's favorite. A it is a country song, and it opens with like Mom got drunk and Dad got drunk at our Christmas party. Okay. Not a big country music guy myself, but yeah. I enjoy that song because of the nostalgia it invokes. We had we had an album with like the with the Elvis I forget what song mm-hmm. he sings but the Elvis song Blue and I just Christmas. saw it Blue Christmas oh my god White Christmas is that Bing is that Bing Crosby I believe so yes yes yeah. kind of 
Yeah. I, I just, I saw the Elvis movie this week and learned oh. that that Christmas, ep- uh, that Christmas song was like him being a huge hack and like the low point of his <laughs> career. And like, he really needed wow. to rebound for like doing these lame, like family friendly albums and stuff. Wow. What did you think of it? I know I, last time we spoke, you weren't that excited about going. And the only reason I was particularly interested is because I know Tom Hanks is in it. Tom Hanks was one of his weaker performances. He was very weird and odd in it. But I actually ended up liking it. It has like a very, I don't know who the director is, but it has like a very interesting directorial style. Like it's visually interesting, which I appreciate. I feel like I would have been very bored if it was just like a straight biopic like mm-hmm. no was it a musical elements no no it wasn't a musical okay. yeah good good he didn't just burst into song a la Elton John. <laughs> yeah yeah fair incredible all right maybe hit an all-time record here on our pre-show band. yeah oh my god it's just getting longer and longer yeah so we open up it's conan o'brien and famously i'm a big fan of conan o'brien needs a friend so this is very exciting yes i was really convinced i was trying to predict what jokes they were going to make with conan and i was i was predicting that they were going to do the like the string, you know, his mm-hmm. own, own bit with what? What is that bit? It's him marionette. like marionette. I, mm-hmm. I, I predicted that they were gonna try to do that, but then he was only ahead, and so he couldn't do it. But they, they did not go in that direction. They do mention that he lost his freakishly long legs in the War of 2012. <laughs> yeah, we must have missed that one. That was right around when Conan was like a truly embattled with NBC <laughs> fighting Jay Leno. So honestly, that was the true war. <laughs> but he has something Bender will never have, which is a soul and freckles. And the freckles <laughs> thing really gets Bender. Yeah, poor Bender. They are saying like, oh, we need to go recover from the moldy old antics of Conan O'Brien. So yeah, everyone's going to go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> this reminded, this really reminded me of, I don't know what Simpsons episode it is, but it is the uh, stupid sexy Flanders where it's just an aside mm-hmm. on everyone skiing and having a good time on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Are you a skiing guy? You're from Colorado. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as good as like many of my high school friends who went skiing all the time, but I've skied. I've, it's fine. <laughs> like if you got thrown onto any random hill you could make your way down safely yeah i think that that is fair i think i enjoy it in the moment it's like a lot of effort to make it happen mm-hmm. and like i'm probably like i've never had a skiing accident but it certainly feels more reckless than just about anything else i do where it's like mm-hmm. i'm just like confident in that in flying down this mountain very quickly <laughs> right. and, and using my own athleticism to like not die right. like, rarely am is... i willing to, <laughs> yeah. to just do that and say that i'm confident in my own athleticism is protecting yeah. me from anything but like were you one of those people who was on skis from the time you were a like, small child yeah I, I don't know how early but probably yeah five six i probably did like yeah. you know baby source ski school yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously I am now very close to Whistler, comparatively speaking. And mm-hmm. so Cam and I went up there a few times this past winter. And like, I know how to ski, kind of. Uh, yeah. I learned on a very small hill. I can never remember how tall it is, but I learned when I was probably like eight or something. And I got so mad at the instructor that I had that I just barreled down the hill and refused to do any further lessons. So I've never actually learned until this year how to use poles when skiing. Okay. So that's something. And I just made up a technique that sort of gets me down the hill. Yeah. So, but by contrast, Cameron has been skiing since he was like two. 
And so he is amazing at skiing, and he's always like, you kind of want to be floating on top of the snow. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) I'm doing that. (laughs) Exactly. I'm clearly floating. So there is quite a bit of me getting mad at for me being bad at skiing and him just being endlessly patient and then being like, (laughs) okay, so now I'm going to go ski for fun now instead of just babysitting you on this hill. (laughs) Best of luck over here. Yeah, he babysits me on the hill for like half the day. And then he's like, okay, yeah. now I'm going to go and actually enjoy the rest of my day, which I think is very fair. <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy the, I, one of the things in Futurama that I liked is like the, the ski lodge afterwards mm-hmm. where everyone's back home. Is that a part of skiing that you enjoy? Of like, okay, I like pretended to ski for, you know, the, <laughs> the morning and now I'm going to chill in a cozy lodge. Well, so this year was the first time that I'd actually had experience with a proper après ski situation. So we got a nice place that had like a hot tub and we had wine and it was very nice nice and it was a very nice evening. But in the past, it's been like, I'm going to go to the lodge, eat my poutine and then drive home. But then the next day, Cam and his dad still went skiing and then his mom and I went and got massages at the local spa. (laughs) It seems much better than skiing. Yeah. The best part of skiing is when you're not skiing and you've survived the day somehow. Right. And you're up in the nice mountains. Yeah, I think I might have told this story at some point, but I remember when The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker came out, it was a release on a weekend that we were up in the mountains and I brought my little GameCube with its little handle because it was such a portable (laughs) console. And I brought that up the mountains and I said, I'm not skiing. I'm going to play Zelda. Leave me alone. (laughs) And uh, it was great. That's incredible. And your parents yeah. were just like, that's fine. Yeah, just like, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, don't just don't make trouble. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. Yes. One of the features on this hill is that you can do just trees up, trees down as appropriate. Yes. I would definitely be a trees down person. <laughs> yeah, I've never been like a skiing through the through the trees. Mm-hmm. Seems very dangerous. Yeah, when I was a young person, I heard a story about someone on a school trip up to our local ski hill, and they ran into a tree and they died. And I, to this day, I'm like, "Mm, you're for sure going to die if you even get close to a tree. Truly a shocking fact is my mom, who has like Alzheimer's and really can't do anything. It's very sad. She's still actively skiing, which is... Wow. She's not, she can't drive. She still goes skiing and is still just like very calmly doing her thing and like in total control and i'm shocked but apparently it's it's fine is she like grow up skiing is this no you know just went with our family you know her whole life i i I truly cannot believe that that still happens but i guess it's working we also get a reference here to a thousand years ago there was a legendary team of jamaican bobsledders Mm -hmm. we're just non-stop tangents here but you you ever see cool runnings (laughs) i have a very long time ago i know it's beloved Mm. i don't have like super fond memories of it yeah Mm-hmm. I think of it like every time I mention Cool Runnings, I think of there was a Family Guy gag where they were like trying. To, I think Peter's trying to get Lois, mm, yes, to guess Cool Runnings in like Pyramid or something. And okay. Like, yeah, she's like, it's a movie. Like, is it a good movie? Like, it had its moments. Like, cool Runnings. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty funny and pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite Family Guy moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Fry says that I remember those guys. They came and last the Olympics and then retired to promote alcoholic beverages. And Hermes says, <laughs> yes, they're a true inspiration to the children. Yeah, nice. So Fry's starting to be a little bit like, wow, everything's so different. I hate this. And he finds out that they no longer call Christmas Christmas. It is now called Xmas. <laughs> and to make him feel better, they're going to go get an Xmas tree, which is a palm tree because palm yes, also, trees are extinct. <laughs> also, a what I remember to be a very long-running joke in the series is that they don't say ask anymore. They say ask. 
Mm-hmm. Like, let me ask you something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel better if we went and cut down an Xmas tree? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um, like how Fry immediately is just like, oh, so we say Xmas now. He just like immediately. Yeah, he just embraces it. It's like it. Xmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And everybody's getting Xmas cards from people. Zoidberg's very tickled by a card that says Santa Claus, like lobster claws. <laughs> Today's yes, comedians ben. could learn from this card. Bender gets a picture of his mom, which is just like a robot assembly machine. Uh, uh-huh. Pretty uh, funny, but I expected it to be of mom. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. they haven't revealed that that bit of lore yet, that Bender is is made by mom. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, it's just, maybe she's like his spiritual mom versus his like biological mom, which yeah, is the exactly. machine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, really, I really laugh that Fry says that his, his dad would make a special eggnog out of bourbon and ice cubes, which is just like a <laughs> bourbon on rocks. And truly incredible line. Yeah. <laughs> and also his mom would cook up a goose for goose burgers. Yes. Very good. And so Fry is pretty much just like, I am the loneliest person in the world. And everyone starts scolding him because that really upsets Leela because they're like, obviously, she's an orphan and the only kind of her species on Earth. Like, <laughs> and he's just like, come on, Leela, have a little support. And she runs out crying. Right. I think I like this episode because Fry is like legitimately trying to apologize to Leela throughout mm-hmm. this episode. He's like actually being caring and cares about her. And like, it's yep. still an idiot while doing it, but it's it's like <laughs> such a departure from him, like constantly being annoying towards her. That's nice to show him like actually care about her. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I don't, I you sort of expect him to be a little bit like, what? I'm lonely too. How dare she get mad or something? But instead he's immediately like, the line is, I feel like a rat. Here I am whiting like a pig when all along Lilo is as lonely <laughs> as a frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so seems like a he Lindsay, feels bad. That seems like a Lindsay and Jeremy <laughs> quote back and forth line. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am whiting like a pig when all along Lilo is as lonely as a frog. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. And I, yeah, I just like that he feels bad about it and immediately wants to apologize. And uh, he decides he's going to go out and get her a present. Here's my theory. So they make Fry especially giving and caring and sympathetic towards Leela because it's a Christmas mm-hmm. episode. And that that is a general sense of like, you know, caring good and will. merriment and goodwill <laughs> and all that stuff. And then they realize, hey, this like kind of worked. And it's this was a good episode where Fry was like not an asshole, an idiot asshole the whole time. And this causes like oh wait finally actually being a thing like actual emotional episodes between the two of them i could see this like really being the the thing that starts that yeah that's fair i could see that too they definitely have their moment in the titanic episode where they're like getting kind of close to kissing but this one it comes off more earned i think yeah and all of the that whole titanic episode is like uh, they're pretending to be mm-hmm. be a couple and like you know you're not sure if either of them is actually interested in it like yeah yeah and i mean this is jumping ahead slightly but i mean she makes the comment of like you're alone and i'm alone and together we're lonely together or something right. so I, I think that there's something nice there but right yeah so he's gonna go out and this is where we find it that he has to be home before sundown because santa will kill you <laughs> yes in 2801 robo santa was built uh, and the robo santa there was a programming error and he decrees everyone to be naughty <laughs> yeah so his standards were set too high and he will kill anyone who's been naughty and <laughs> stuff your neck with his sack of horrors or something like that yeah fry's reaction very good where he goes wow 2801 anyway and they're like wait <laughs> don't leave yeah also funny to me when zoidberg is like if you want to make it up to Leela, you simply need to do the apology dance and he's like scuttling around <laughs> yeah kind of a, a little bit of again we have watched two episodes in this recording session but a little bit of foreshadowing to the, the zoidberg episode that is coming up 
of her giving romantic advice. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And meanwhile, as this is all going on, Bender is volunteering at a homeless robot shelter, but then he just like pretends that he needs the free food. Yeah, he just sees that he can get free booze by pretending to be needy. Yeah, I'm one of those lazy homeless bums I've been hearing about. (laughs) Yes. So we meet Timmy Tim, who Mm -hmm. is like a young, a tiny Tim type character who is just begging for booze in the most adorable way possible. Yes. Might I have a cup of booze? Yes. So Fry goes to the pet store and he's trying to decide what he should get for Leela. And he's like looking at a bunch of different things. He's like, oh, I can't decide. Just give me your best animal. And I think it's quite clear that it is the tiny giraffe in a cage. So I wrote all these down. I was going to ask you what you would pick. We have the tiny giraffe in a cage. We have the stupid Matt Groening bunny Mm -hmm. reference. What is that? What is his? It's I have it written down here somewhere. Life in hell. Yes. So the Matt Groening life in hell bunny. There's mm-hmm. a dog with many legs. Bongo. Bongo. I, I've never really understood the deal with that. I guess it's just a macro cartoon. A dog with many legs, 500 stink lizards, girls like swarms of lizards, right? Touch, and then the parrot. The yeah. <laughs> yes. And the electric snail. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I think it's quite clear the tidy giraffe followed by the dog with a lot of legs. I think, I think that's probably true. All the other ones are like, you don't want this anywhere near you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Lindsay Jeremy lines, girls like swarms of things. Definitely a Lindsay Jeremy line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we uh, we skipped uh, Boot Corner. Oh, my God. Yeah, we absolutely did. (laughs) Speaking of Jeremy. Okay, well, should I move it back to the front or should we just leave it here? We can just leave it here. Just chaos of, of this episode. Boop, there it is. Based on a true story is the opening caption. What did you write down as your episode? I just wrote Christmas tree. It's just a a Christmas themed cartoon. I wrote snowy Santa, but this appears to be also from fresh hair, which was also the episode we talked about back in I second that emotion. So remind me of fresh hair. So it's the one that you were like, is there a Mountie in this? And it's like Elmer Fudd Ah, is being portrayed as a Mountie. He's going after Bugs Bunny. And then there was like some problematic stuff at the end. I think that they cut out terrible uh, SEO for fresh hair. It's all, uh, it's all hair care (laughs) products. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. J R E is that what you typed in? <laughs> oh, I see. Fresh <laughs> hair, H A R E. Yeah, this is uh, fewer hair care hair products. Good, good. <laughs> yes, incredible. So yes, we'll uh, we'll just leave that where it is. Thank you to everyone. You can stop sending your emails right now. Yes. So the guy at the store really likes the electric snail bad pick and fry's like well like the parrot that he finds out that this parrot is five hundred dollars or the stink lizards are a buck each and he's like it's a hell of a good parrot or i could get 500 lizards yeah yeah girls like swarming i I can't believe you spent 500 500 bucks on leela it's very generous very generous it's got to be like most of the money he has i would think yeah yeah and he goes outside with the parrot and he's like oh wow you're quite the talker and then immediately like shut the hell up and then the bird gets out of his cage (laughs) Yeah, start sweating with the parrot immediately. Mm-hmm, yes. And so he chases after the parrot, ends up at the top of this building, and he falls off and is holding on to the digital numbers of a clock. Very scary. Like him yeah, hanging by his I, fingers. I, I wrote down this is an excellent joke. I thought that this was so clever mm-hmm. of like Fry slowly starts falling because he's holding on to a, a two at first, and then mm-hmm. he stays at the three, but then when it flips to four, the the top bar disappears and he falls to the the crossbar in the four. I thought I thought this was so clever. I love this. 
Yeah. Then it holds up until seven when that one disappears and then he falls yes. down. Yeah. Very good. And so Leela catches him and he goes, you saved my life. I'm going to get you so many lizards. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we skipped over a, a scene. It was just like a quick aside back at the, the shop or the, the office, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I wrote down was that people are playing chess and I immediately yes. started hallucinating chess. <laughs> oh my god right true yeah it's they're talking about like i guess they tell leela that fry has gone out to get her a present and yes. they are playing naked chess because they have already set up that no one is modest anymore in the <laughs> yeah. 31st century <laughs> yeah lots of horrifying naked farnsworth in this episode mm-hmm. fairly disturbing very yes so they start wandering off together this is when they're holding hands and leela's like you didn't have to buy me a present like we can just be together and be lonely together and then Santa Claus appears and he starts yelling at them for not caring about each other's feelings. And they try to say that they have made up. And he's like, yes, but what about your other co-workers? Did either of you think about Dr. Zoidberg's feelings? And Fred goes, no, I swear. <laughs> I love that they they try to bribe Santa. And he just says, you dare bribe Santa? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And so they rush off and they're hiding in a doorway. And then they discover that they're standing under the mistletoe. They almost kiss. And then Santa says, you're mistletoe toe is no match for my toe missile and then he kills the parrot <laughs> yeah the the bird takes the missile this reminded me of do you know the the clip of randy johnson the pitcher from the i think he was on the arizona diamondbacks at the time where he he was he's a all-time great pitcher he is like one of the fastest fastballs of all time and there's this clip of him of him hitting a bird with his fastball accidentally where the bird like oh swoops God. in right as he throws <laughs> the pitch and it just like explodes in a in a puff of feathers and it's very sad wow that is sad was he horrified (laughs) we should ask jeremy i'm sure jeremy knows like all of the backstory Mm. of this i don't really know what the fallout of it was but uh jeremy i know you're listening send follow-up yeah send us send us an email or even a tweet jeremy (laughs) yes tweet tweet yes exactly (laughs) yeah no i have not seen that i have however watched ted lasso when the dog jumps in front of the soccer ball i haven't seen season two yet but first um, episode yeah okay yeah. <laughs> very tragic yeah i wrote down that i love the music in this the like montage of them running from santa it's like a very aggressive deck the halls kind of like futurama style yes very good it, look at you noticing music oh yeah well it's it's like non-lyrical non-narrative based mm. music right it's just it's just vibes just vibes exactly this is my last tangent but have you watched white lotus yet uh yes i have that show. So I just watched it. So I'm a year oh, late wow. with my takes. But the music yeah. in that show, so good. Yeah, it's very good. It's very, very good. So good. Yes, truly um, incredible. Like every single episode, I was like, man, the music in this show, so great. Yeah, the season it. two is coming out uh, very yes, soon. Yes, imminently with Aubrey yeah. Plaza. Oh, oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, Fry and Leela, they managed to get inside. Oh, I guess Bender distracts Robot Santa at one point because he's like framing an orphan for his uh, misdeeds or whatever. And Santa's like, that's so naughty. I have to write it down right now. <laughs> I missed that. I had written down that a bender is like out caroling with Tinny Tim mm-hmm. and the other robots. And I laughed at the lyrics of uh, lock the door and hit the floor because Santa Claus is coming tonight. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. So while he's distracted writing down Bender's crimes, they all rush back to the office and we get a little moment here, which is apparently a reference to something called the gift of the it, Magi. By Yeah, you don't know gift of the Magi? No. <laughs> this is like, they do it in The Simpsons. There's a Simpsons episode called, episode called Gift of the Maggie, I think. Yeah, it's also Gift one of called the... the Grift of the Magi. Maybe, maybe that's it. It's the one with, what you, t- what you talking about, Willis? What's that actor's name? Gary Coleman. 
it's the one with Gary Coleman and it's a terrible Simpsons episode because it features Gary Coleman as like the guest star and you know it's in season 12 or something the one I'm thinking of is when they had that weird like Furby knockoff I can't remember I what that was called yeah is that the same episode it's the same one Simpsons Gary Coleman <laughs> yeah Grift of the Magi yeah yeah, yeah, season eleven. Yes, but Sun's in Futurama, this is an extended. This is an extended gift of the Magi situation where everyone has bought everyone else a comb, but everyone has sold their hair to to buy the comb, and it is revealed that uh, Zoidberg bought all their hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally, I look as pretty as I feel. Yeah. yeah, apparently this gift of the Magi thing. It's like the husband. Like the wife sells her hair to buy the husband a chain for his pocket watch, and then he buys her combs, and it turns out that he sold his watch to get her the combs. And then they're like, oh, even though we can never use these items we bought for each other, it's the sacrifices we made along the way. Oh, is that the moral? I thought the moral was just like, (laughs) god damn, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think they like love each other more because they're like, look, we were willing to go to such lengths. Yeah, I was never informed that that was the moral. I thought it was like a cautionary tale. (laughs) <laughs> you know i think it's about like you know giving is better than receiving yeah or something okay. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> yes anyway so then santa breaks in through the chimney and he's like you've all been very naughty except you dr zoidberg and then he gives him a pogo stick and zoidberg is jazzed and it's just like hopping around the office yeah very nice for zoidberg i mean i feel like he's always picked on so it's nice that santa recognizes him Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. And so uh, at a certain point, he's about to explode and kill all of them. And then Zoidberg, quick thinking Zoidberg, saves the day. He electrocutes Santa. They push him into the fireplace or whatever. And then he explodes and gets sent off up the chimney. <laughs> there's, there's one moment where they're like trying to get the armor plated chimney cover mm-hmm. in place and someone i think it's fry i would imagine it's fry based on the stupidness of this line is someone just just shouts use teamwork it's bender so instead of <laughs> yeah. him helping to pull it across with his robo strength he just goes use teamwork <laughs> <laughs> incredible yes and then there's a final scene of christmas dinner xmas dinner <laughs> where fry is like giving a toast and then everyone sings santa claus is gunning you down and that they eat the bird that Bender found in the street. <laughs> yeah, so they say yeah, the food isn't what's important. It's the, the people that's with us. And Tinny Tim just says, I'm so hungry. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, incredible. So Fry falling down the face of the clock is a reference to the Hudsucker proxy and to the comic actor Harold Lloyd film, Safety Last. The Hudsucker proxy. Is. 1994 comedy film written by yep. the Coen Paul brothers. Newman. The Coen brothers, no way. Yeah, I know, right? That's not what I was expecting. Wow. Well, anyway, I trust that it's a reference. Winners and losers of this episode, Alex. I will give winner to Fry. He is mm-hmm. thoughtful and considerate and overall still, you know, he's still kind of dumb, but he's caring in a way that we haven't seen before. So I'll give the win to Fry. That's good. I like that. I would maybe give it to... Leela also possibly that she feels maybe less alone from her friendship with Fry. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably Fry. And then, or maybe Zoidberg. He's the only one who's good. He that's got a pogo true. stick and he yeah, killed yeah, Santa. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm giving it to Zoidberg. And then a loser of the episode, probably Santa, I guess. Santa definitely loses. I mean, I was going to just give it to Tinny Tim for oh, being yeah. oh, impoverished Tim. <laughs> and denied food and mm-hmm. Bender is like a grift it like is pulling a grift at the homeless <laughs> shelter that he's at so yeah, not great for Tim. 
Okay, yeah, I, I co-signed that. All right, and then next week's episode is called Why Must I Be a Crustacean in Love? Did you write down what you predicted? I So I just assumed that it was a Zoidberg episode, a Zoidberg falling in love episode, really nothing beyond that. Is this is this title a pun on anything? I, it's like kind of a yeah, wordy so title for Yes, I looked it up. There's a song called Why Must I Be a Teenager in Love, but it meant nothing to me. Yeah, no interest in the song. <laughs> yeah, I don't want more any more information. Yes. Yeah. So Alex, in the meantime, where can people hear more from you? This is the only place you can hear from me. But if you would like to get in contact with us, you can tweet at us at pot of tomorrow or email us at pot of tomorrow at gmail.com just like the birthday song correction email. <laughs> Jonathan? But yeah, there we go. yes and you can hear more from me over on post show recaps talking about what we do in the shadows for one more week and you can check me out over on bojack horse pod starting this week we will be starting our tuca and birdie conversation so check us out over there very exciting and yeah and we'll see you next week see everyone bye